The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, first thing we're going to do is head to the left coast and see what's going on there because there is some ridiculous stuff. It's I, I just spoke about Gavin Newsom today. Yeah. Oh, he's 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 getting his panties in a wad out there because for the third time in a few years, a federal judge has shot down his magazine restriction law in California, meaning Californians will soon, if it's not appealed within 10 days, will be able to buy standard capacity magazines for all their restricted weapons that they have. First, the micro-stamping rule gets shot down. And now, for those of you who don't know, the micro-stamping rule was something that said all semi-automatic pistols had to have the capability of stamping a unique number or marking in two places on every shell as it was fired. And, of course, the technology technology for this doesn't exist yet. It's just not available. You can't do this. No production manufacturer ever came out with a weapon that met this restrictive, ridiculous Requirement. So there was never a weapon made that, that could meet this. So finally a judge said, you know what? This is ridiculous. You can't have some unreasonable, crazy wow. requirement that, that something be micro stamped by some sort of magical unicorn dust that's built into some sort of every semi-automatic pistol. <laughs> well, that's what the Democrats think. Well, they're just looking for any but excuse. It, 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 the sad thing is, is this will not stop Gavin Newsom. Well, but you know what though? Look, they're having. He's going to have a debate with Ron DeSantis. Ooh, uh, really in next week or two, or, or or the end of October. I cannot remember. Oh, what I it can't is. wait to see that, dude. Uh, I and and I promise you, Ron DeSantis will bring this up. Now, wait a minute. Why why are they debating? Just oh, just for the hell of oh, it? I'm glad you asked. Because I mean, they're not I'm running glad for you the. Asked. Newsom's because, running for president, right? Oh, he is, but incognito. Wait, wait, wait. He can't say he's running for president. Why not? I thought he's going to try and primary Biden. Oh, no. no, He can't do that. He would, he can't do that right now. He has to wait till they take out Biden somehow. Then he comes in. Because you got to understand. So he's just. Kamala Harris is the next in line and they've got to figure out a way to to dump she's the de facto next in line to get oh and they and they but nobody wants her nobody wants her i mean when she was running i think she polled less than less than two percent she didn't even make it she didn't make it to the first um primary right she didn't get through it but gavin newsom is the guy that the democrats want they just can't say it out loud because Biden's so, still in office, right? And Biden is the nominee. Now, Biden when do you has think declared the deadline, his When do you think the deadline is for it's, them? I don't know how they're going to do it, Roger. But I'll tell you this: deadlines mean nothing to the Democrat Party. Rules mean nothing to the Democrat Party. The DNC will do whatever it needs to do, Dummy. and they'll go to whatever liberal lawyer uh, judge they need to get, get him declared. To get him declared. Yeah, well, they'll get him on the ballot. The problem is there's deadlines coming up to get on the ballot, but that won't stop the Democrats at some point. I think they're going to try and dump Biden. They just don't know how yet. And Newsom well, no, is the guy. We're watching they want. TV the other night, and some guy goes, "Oh, look at the ad for dementia drugs. This is kind of cool." I go, "Dude, that's the president <laughs> addressing the country." <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
and, you're, and, you're, and it's true. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Imagine where this guy's going to be in six months. But I mean, uh, assuming the the Democrats yeah. just take whatever deadline they want. But when when if you were a sta- if you I, were a tactician for the Democrat Party, what would be Newsom. your last? Time frame for saying, okay, if we don't pick a candidate other than mine at this oh, point yeah. in time, something's got to happen. I we got to have time to campaign. I think Newsom needs to be in by January. Oh, this coming um, year? So he's got yeah. like another quarter to but go. I don't and then, know. We'll see. I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. Right. You don't know how they're um, going to get Biden out. Yeah, because Biden doesn't want to go anywhere. And I said this before. Maybe they can get him to know. take a ride in a convertible in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's, just, that's just wrong, bro. That's wrong. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, there's no telling Roger what they're going to do. But what's funny? I wonder if they'll just like and, make him take some well, sort of cognitive test. And say, well, well, he's no longer capable of functioning. No, what they're going to do, and this is why I think there's something to be said with this Menendez. That's why I said, watch the, what they're doing to Menendez, the senator from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, they just indicted him for the exact same thing that Hunter and Joe Biden have been doing. So oh, they may they, try to link they, that. If they go after him and they get him to 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 squeal, um, I think they can. I think the Democrats are using this to to as their plan to go after Biden. Oh, um, they're, they're setting because, him up basically. Yes, but they won't indict him. They won't do any. What they'll do no. is they'll get him to step down. Now the problem is they don't want him to step down from the presidency because then Kamala Kamala gets automatically anointed. takes it. So what they will do is they'll let him. They're going to. I think they're going to make him announce he won't be running again. Because oh. if he announces that he won't be running again, then they have to have a primary. Then he has to serve and out his term. He has to serve out the term, and everybody knows that Kamala can't would, win a primary. She would die in a primary. So even if Joe Biden says, "I'm just not going to run. I'm staying in, but I'm not running." He's the ticket. He's the head of the ticket. Right. So if he doesn't make it to the end of his four years and Kamala becomes anointed, she still would have to run. Right. She yeah, she would have to run, to run for that she, office. And then and then Newsom could probably Because she doesn't automatically get a second him. term no. without being elected. Okay. In. And, oh. and Newsom, Newsom gotcha. I guarantee you will get in this race, and so will Hillary Clinton. Now, now watch Hillary Clinton. What being she does. that Newsom is so liberal, do you think he really stands a chance no, against he'll, any conservative? He'll win candidate? the primary. He'll win the well, nomination. Yeah. Well, he'll win the, the Democrats nomination. will give it to him. Uh, he doesn't have to win they, anything. They, they have to win him. squat. They love him, and they think he's the next JFK, but he ain't no JFK. No. Um, no, I think with his policies, because um, California destroyed, policies destroyed I mean, California. Yeah, I mean, um, now I don't. I do think he would make it a tough race against Trump. I think he would get slaughtered by Ron DeSantis. I think he'll make it a tough race against Trump, but I think Trump beats. So him. anyway, back well, to this. Why is DeSantis? I mean, oh, well, DeSantis, DeSantis has is, not declared yet, DeSantis, has he? Or has yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's declared. The, okay, he's, he's the in. only one that's even close to Trump, but he's not and even he's, that close. To Trump. And he has declared, "I'm running um, for president." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a declared right, candidate, okay. and he's uh, he's the only one that's that's basically has a chance if Trump falters. Right. Um, some people will say Nikki Haley's coming up. Nah, Nikki Haley's not going to. I saw Bortz mention something right. about that today. Uh, did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley's now my choice. I, and then look, somebody I, made a comment and said, oh, you almost had me there. <laughs> yeah. Bortz is not going to go with an establishment candidate like Nikki. Right. But, that's but what look, I, Don't get me wrong. I'd take her any day over Biden if she's the nominee, but I don't think she's going to get it. I don't think the American people I'd want take the Kool-Aid guy over Biden. Yeah, exactly. He may crash through walls, but and he's that, fun to watch. Well, the Kool-Aid guy, you know, Chris Christie looks like the Kool-Aid guy, so you got to declare who you mean by that Kool-Aid guy. I'd take Chris Christie um, over Biden. <laughs> yeah, so would I. It'd be close. As much as I, he's the last guy I would want to vote for, right, but I would right. even take him over Biden. Or any Democrat, really, but uh, 
But I, I, but Ron DeSantis. So what happened was yeah, how they end up debating. Newsom, Newsom was on Hannity, and Hannity uh, was and and Newsom because Newsom knows how to get press coverage, and, and Newsom wants too. press coverage. Absolutely, he's arrogant, and he and he wants the press coverage, even bad press coverage, because he wants to be the nominee. He wants people to look. You're the alternative to Biden. That's what he wants. They want his. He and wants his name recognition to be as high as possible. Exactly, and he knows that right now the number two, even the Trump people. If you ask Trump supporters who's your number two, they're going to tell you Ron DeSantis. Right. So Newsom on Hannity put out a challenge. To Ron DeSantis, uh-huh. thinking that Ron DeSantis wouldn't take it. And Ron DeSantis said, oh, absolutely, 100%. You name the time, you name the place. And I'll then, be there. <laughs> and then Gavin Newsom, drug, he dragged his feet for a month or more. And then, but Hannity held his feet to the fire. Hannity said, "You did this. You you put the challenge. He accepted. You were doing say, hey, it. Are you backing down your and, challenge? And are, you, exactly are you retracting what Hannity, it? It's exactly what Hannity did. And so Newsom, but Newsom's a smart guy. Yeah, he's an idiot, but he's a smart guy well, because you now he's politically he's a stupid. Libtard. But he's a smart guy, and he knows that so many people will watch this debate against him and, and Ron, and he knows that there's a lot of people that don't want Trump. There's a lot of people that don't want Biden. But what would they accept? They would accept a Ron versus him. Ooh, Ron versus, that would be a tough uh, race, I think. Um, I think Ron would beat the crap out of him, honestly. Uh, yes. Oh, but, oh, the debate, there'd be no question. Because we know the, what Newsom would be, did to California. But it would be it would be a formidable race for presidency. I think Ron would still beat him by 10 points. But, well, not in this country. Probably five or six points. But... But that's what Newsom's plan. Newsom, like he I wants said, Newsom name knows. So he threw down like, thinking yeah. DeSantis wouldn't uh, pick it up. I think so in the beginning. And DeSantis kind of went, oh, really? Yep. DeSantis, without without missing a beat, DeSantis goes, all right, yeah, sure. I'm in. Let's he do goes, this. DeSantis goes, you want to debate the guy residing over the best state in the union, and you're residing over the worst state in the union? Yeah, bring it on. Oh. I mean, bring it on. And so Man, that's awesome. It's going to be It's going to yeah. be great. But Newsom knows that if he's on a stage with Ron DeSantis, as bad as Newsom's going to look, it won't matter to the libtard. Because the Democrats will justify everything they, he says absolutely. somehow. But the, the Democrats are going to look at this debate and go, oh, my gosh, we want – you remember the movie My Cousin Vinny? You remember when my cousin I want Vinny, him. I want him. That is what Newsom is up to because Newsom's going – even though he's going to get clobbered by as DeSantis. As bad as he looks, he's going to look – he will look brilliant compared to Biden. the Democrats compared to Biden. Ah. And so the Democrats are going to go, we want him. And they're going to have to find plan. a way to get Biden out at that point. That's his plan. And then that's just going to give fodder so, for them to get rid of So all they um, really have Biden. to do is get Biden to say, I'm not going to run again. I'm yeah, he just needs to say, I, I'm not going to seek re-election. Now, do you think Kamala's going to jump up and start ca- campaigning as a presidential candidate? I, oh, absolutely. Or will they hold her back? They can't hold her back. She's going to – she'll they make can, enemies. They can request. They, it doesn't matter. The DNC, just like the RNC, can't really choose. They can't – they no, do. No, the people are supposed to they choose. They do. They modify the rules they to get what do, they want. Exactly. And they will bend everything to – Now, what about Clinton? I mean, what about Clinton? Oh, Hillary. Hillary's getting in. Is she uh, in? No doubt. 100%. She's having trouble she, standing up the last time uh, she was right, campaigning. Right. But she, will, she will not let this go to a primary without her being in it. Without her she name on She still thinks that she should be the anointed one. It won't matter, though, because Gavin Newsom – Will Obama her? Oh yeah, she was supposed to be. You know, Obama. They hate the Obama. The Clintons hate the Obamas for what the Obamas did to the Clintons. 
and now Newsom will do it to Clinton, but Newsom will do it to Kamala Harris. Does that make her a six-time loser now? I mean, the point that people need to—oh, absolutely. But what people need to understand (laughs) is the Democrat Party. And this is the last thing I'm going to say, Roger, and you get back to guns. But what they need to understand is the Democrat Party that says they're for me and you, they're for the minority, (laughs) is the party that's going to bring the whitest white dude from California to take out black Kamala. Oh yeah. Instead of really? instead of because I think And DeSantis who's a and, Hispanic. And DeSantis is Italian. He's Italian. Italian. Oh, I thought yeah. it was Hispanic. Italian. I want a president that speaks like a this uh, with the hands. Yes. <laughs> I want a president that speaks like your mom. Yes. <laughs> I want a president that speaks like Gloria Bihar. Let Vinny. that be on the record. <laughs> <laughs> like my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you you got a problem with that? What's a, what's a, you loaned me a little camera. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be fun to watch, uh, whether it's Trump. I'm true with this guy. Yeah, I'm true with this guy. That's what I want DeSantis to say when he gets rid of Newsom. Man, somebody, oh my gosh, please, if somebody's on the DeSantis team, he needs to end the debate. I'm true with this guy. That's right. I got no more for this guy. I got no more use for this guy. I got no more use for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Brilliant. All right, Roger, I'm out of here. All right, you go, and I will see you later. Yeah. As we play with the balls later. Absolutely. <laughs> We're not going to explain what he means either. <laughs> sure we will. No, let's not. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Where were we? Oh, yeah. California, Freedom, Newsom. Newsom is, of course, very upset that a judge has, let's say, um, bashed down his magazine restriction law. Now, this happened. Let's see if I can find exact dates on here. Because there was a time when, in 2019, when... Oh, where did it go? Now I need to find it. Yes. There are specific dates, and I want to get this right. Okay, if you have high-capacity magazines in California, here it is. During a week from March 29th at 5 p.m. to April 5th, 2019, magazines of any capacity were allowed to be sold into California. Oh, I'm sorry. From the afternoon of March 29th to 5 p.m. on April 5th, on a Friday. You could buy any magazine in California, any capacity, no longer restricted whatsoever. And what happened is Judge Benitez determined that the magazine restriction law was unconstitutional. It was an undue burden on American citizens, who law-abiding citizens, to where they couldn't use the standard capacity magazines that everybody else in the, or almost everybody else in the country is using. So he struck down the magazine capacity ban. So for one week... Californians celebrated what they call Freedom Week. And with that came thousands and thousands of orders for standard capacity magazines. Now, when I say standard capacity, you may know standard capacity magazines by the media term high capacity magazines, which is completely misleading because a lot of the restricted capacity magazines that they call standard capacity are so restricted they have to be modified just to be able to fit in the weapons they were designed for. Like in order to get a 10-round magazine to an AR-15, a lot of times they have to take a 20-round magazine, block off 10 rounds of it just to make it modified for 10 rounds. But then during this week, though, Californians could buy 20, 30, 50, 100-round, 250-round magazines. Whatever they could find could be bought and shipped to California. Any orders placed during that one-week period were allowed to be fulfilled and shipped, even if they were shipped later on. As long as the order was placed during that week, Freedom Week took place, 
and they shipped, from what they they estimate, approximately 1.4 million standard capacity magazines got shipped to California during that one week. Now, at the end of that week, they issued a stay, meaning that they had to pull back. They were able to put the restriction back in place until it went back to court. And they had to decide again whether the appeal was going to hold the magazine ban in place or whether it was going to go back to um, unconstitutional status and allow Californians once again to be able to purchase magazines. Now, this has been going on, like I say, since 2019. This is uh, April 2019. This has been going on from. In fact, a lot of people labeled their magazines when they got them 4419, meaning I purchased it 4419. Because apparently you don't have to show proof of purchase to have these magazines. What a lot of people are doing is just labeling them, engraving them, uh, doing something to put the date on them to show that they that's when they were purchased. 4419, that was a, a good date because it was right in the middle of Freedom Week and it's easy to remember 4419. But that was Freedom Week and that's what they got. So they were able to get these magazines in. And then there was some debate as to whether they would still be legal or how they would determine whether or not these magazines, um, how you could prove. And apparently you don't have to prove it because there's no serial numbers on magazines that give a date as, as to manufacture. So, you know, if you get in huge trouble, they may ask for receipts and whatnot. But if you don't have them, you know, there's no way for them to prove you didn't buy them during that week. You know, unless some of the really old magazines that were no longer manufactured at that time, as long as it was something that was in production during that week, chances are you can get it, have it, and it was not going to be a problem. And then there was a debate whether or not after Freedom Week was over, if the magazine restriction law went back into effect and none of those magazines purchased during that week were going to be legal again. But apparently... Possessing them was not breaking the law. You know, it's a made-up term, high capacity. It's just, you know, it's something the media uses to try and make it sound, you know, more threatening or more uh, <clears throat> ominous. <clears throat> Everywhere else, they're standard capacity magazines. Now, what happened, though, is uh, the judge said, no, any of these magazines that were purchased during this week are legal can be held, owned. Now, you cannot sell them or transfer them to anybody else. So if you have them, you have to keep them under your own your own name, your own whatever. They have to be kept under the person who originally purchased them or that family that purchased them. They have to stay there. They can't be sold or transferred to anybody else legally. But again, you know, proof is going to be on the burden of the government probably. But now, just this past week, the the court decision came back down again that said High-capacity magazines are now legal in California, but there's going to be a stay for 10 days to decide whether or not they have time to file the appeal, which I'm sure California DA is going to do. They're going to file an appeal to keep the stay in place, to try and keep people from buying them. So there was no second Freedom Week in California as of yet. Now, what they did do is say a lot of companies were coming out saying, Order your magazines now. We will ship them on midnight of the 10th day if the if the appeal isn't filed on time or doesn't get through exactly the right hour. They'll start shipping magazines, hopefully by the thousands, within hours of this 10-day period being over with. 
But I have a feeling uh, the DA is going to come through. They're going to file their appeal, and then it's going to sit under appeal until it gets decided on again. However, the fact that it's been it's gone through three or four times now, and every time comes back to the same result, chances are the magazine ban in California is going to be dead. They're not going to be able to uphold it. I'm hoping that's going to be the case. That's the way we're going to go in, into this this new year. Hopefully, Californians will have a little bit more freedom because they've been banned. You know, they've been under restriction for so long. Actually, the entire country was under restriction from 1994 to 2004. That was when Clinton passed the "quote unquote" crime bill. And then in 2004, when Bush was in office, he did not re-sign the crime bill to reinstate the magazine ban. So in 2004, the rest of the country, minus a few select places, automatically were able to buy whatever capacity magazines they want. Now, there are some other states that have restrictions, such as New Jersey, Colorado, New York, Illinois, I think Washington, Oregon. There's a bunch of places that have restrictions on magazines now. And what this is going to come down to is the law, if it holds, if they appeal, if the appeal doesn't go through or doesn't get decided in the state's favor, I believe this will be the last appeal unless they can get it to the Supreme Court. And I don't think the Supreme Court wants to hear this case. I don't know if they would accept it unless it goes through the, the, the lower courts and it's the only and it becomes undecided in all the lower courts. But here it has three times gone through the Ninth Circuit Court, and every time it gets passed. <coughs> so Californians have unrestricted purchasing power right now, or they will in, in another what, nine days, seven days, something like that. I have to look at the exact dates. But it's coming up. Now, chances are they're going to file the appeal on time, but if for some reason they don't or there's any hesitation there or – the court system doesn't accept their appeal as it is submitted, then California can experience freedom once again, and we don't know for how long. But at least it's a reasonable amount of time. Ten days is not a whole lot of time. So they're waiting ten days before they repeal the magazine restriction law once again. (coughs) Excuse me. But um, keep in mind, if you have magazines you purchased during Freedom Week, all of those are considered legal to own, use, Possess, whatever. You have no problem with those. As long as you don't try and sell them or give them or gift them to anybody else, they must remain in your position, in your possession. Now, if you ordered magazines during that week, even if they haven't been delivered yet, or if you had an order placed and it was on hold, as long as that order was placed on that date and your receipt says it was placed on that day, they could ship those magazines to you anytime they become available. So there was that too. A lot of people were placing huge orders and then just waiting to see, even though they couldn't get a lot of them at the time. Because, you know, you suck one and a half million magazines out of the system, standard capacity magazines, that's going to suck down the supply pretty pretty drastically. But fortunately for Californians, as long as they were ordered during that time period, anything that was shipped after that was perfectly legal. So now we're coming down to the gun roster has been kicked out as being illegal. The magazine ban is being kicked out as being illegal. California may again be a freer state here in a a couple of weeks. If this comes around to be, then any capacity magazine for any type of handgun that meets their safety standards, which now their safety standards are still in place, it must have some sort, I believe it has to have some sort of safety and a a loaded chamber indicator of some sort. 
and most semi-automatic weapons have this. That's not that unusual. Semi-automatic handguns, they either have a colored indicator that sits on the extractor that sticks out a little bit so you can see it, or it just has to stick out enough to be able to feel it so you can feel it in the dark and know if your chamber is loaded. Those are reasonable safety requirements. As far as the micro-stamping, that was completely, that was complete science fiction. There's no way that was ever going to happen. And over the, what is that, I think 10 years that that ban was in place, the micro-stamping requirement was in place. During that 10 years, no company ever produced, mass-produced a weapon that was capable of micro-stamping. And I think if they do that, they need to start with law enforcement. Every police officer needs to carry a gun that's capable of micro-stamping. Let's start there. Since they're most likely to use their guns, let's make them have guns that are capable of micro-stamping. But no, it's, the technology doesn't. I mean, it exists in an extreme case, but nothing that could be mass-produced. It wasn't a reasonable request, and a judge saw this and shot it down. So now you can buy the pistols in California. Now, from what I understand, they're dragging their feet on approving new pistols for their gun roster. And their gun roster includes uh, any kind of pistol that wants to be sold in California must meet their certain safety requirements. And I think there's a small fee of a couple hundred dollars, like $200 fee in order to submit your gun to be tested or examined to make sure it meets the other safety requirements that they have. So there, there's going to still be a few bumps in the road in getting that uh, roster taken down, but it's on its way. It's it's mortally wounded now. It's going down. And as long as these gun manufacturers will jump on board and start submitting guns to to the state of California to get uh, to get them approved, then we may be in a situation to see California be able to buy standard weapons again. They're not going to be stuck with uh, you know gen- generations ago guns that are no longer in production, except for the state of California. <clears throat> In fact, that's the only reason that Gen 3 Glocks are still manufactured is because they were grandfathered in under the law in California and they didn't have to meet the micro-stamping requirements. Now, I would imagine Glocks going to submit Gen 4s, Gen 5s to be able to get those approved in California. SIG has already submitted guns to be approved. I think the 320 went in for uh, for a review. Ruger submitted a couple weapons already to be approved. It's going to steamroll at this point. As these weapons get on, get approved, they're going to go onto the roster, which means they will be legal to own in California in their current form, which will be fantastic. It'll just catch uh, California up. It'll get them 10 years of technology and improvements available to the California citizens, which is something that I just, I thought was about time it happened. Now they still have their assault rifle, quote unquote, assault rifle ban. Now, this just boggles my mind. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this featureless rifle. It has, it cannot have a pistol grip of any type, and a thumb hole stock is considered a pistol grip, so they're not even allowing those. So basically what they have is a pistol grip with a big flat piece of plastic behind it so you can't wrap your hand around the grip. So what does that do? It gives you less control over the weapon so you won't be able to fire it as accurately. So let's make a gun unsafe to make it meet the requirements. All right, we're going to be back right after this. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. 
Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for, 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 for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. And right before we left, we're talking about California because they've got a lot of things going on in California. Now, like I said, their micro-stamping rule was knocked down, so that opens up the door for hopefully hundreds of new guns to come onto California's roster. They have to have a list that gives approved weapons for Californians to be able to buy based on some kind of safety factor. And originally they had some ridiculous, like say, science fiction requirement that made it impossible for any new weapons to get on their list. And as new models came out, if the manufacturer doesn't keep making the old model, they got knocked off the list because any new model had to meet the new requirements. Anything that was grandfathered in got to stay. Anything that wasn't had to meet the new requirements, which were ridiculous and overly restrictive. So now that list is changing. The guns will become available there. Things that Californians had only dreamed of owning, things they hadn't even seen as available 10 or 12 years ago, whatever it was, now are going to become available, hopefully, if the manufacturers will follow through. And now with the high-capacity magazine ban that they've got in place out there under scrutiny and being being shot down as unconstitutional, that's going to be something that's really going to open up the law for Californians to get out there and start stocking up on things, start buying new models of guns that they've been drooling over or looking at for years and unable to, been unob- unobtainable in California, as they say, made of un- unobtainium. Now they're all going to become available, hopefully. I think SIG was one of the first ones, and they actually took out a billboard. Hello, California. We're now here. We're now here in your market. We're a, you, We're legal here now in California. Kind of throwing it in the in the government's face, but hey, you know what? They try and restrict rights of citizens. The manufacturers should definitely help stand up for the rights of the people. The law-abiding citizens should not be restricted in any way in their ability to own reasonable arms. <clears throat> and I say reasonable because there are certain restrictions that that are just upheld nationwide. Like fully automatic weapons are restricted on a national level. Explosive devices, mortars, bazookas, incendiary shells of certain sizes, anything over a 50 caliber, certain things like this are restricted in, in the current law. And, you know, it's, is it, is it reasonable to have these laws? Some of it, yes. Some of it, probably not. Like I say, the, the fully automatic weapons were fully legal until 1986. And Reagan signed the Hughes Act, which which basically said nothing manufactured after 1986 can be sold to the public in a fully automatic form. Prior to 86, you could have bought any weapon you wanted. You would have had to pay the $200 tax stamp for it, but you could have got any fully automatic weapon you wanted without any kind of restriction other than the federal tax stamp and background check there. <clears throat> But then in 86, they pulled that back. That's the next law somebody needs to go after. But that's going to be a lot tougher because most people don't believe in the idea that any American needs to have a select fire weapon. 
And it's unfortunate, too. Because, I mean, you know, the ammo manufacturers would love to have fully automatic weapons available to everybody because why not? Shoots a lot more ammo, makes them a lot more money. But that's going to be something that probably won't get pulled back anytime soon, although it would be great to see that. So now, basically, this fully automatic weapons have become like... uh Stocks and bonds, they appreciate on a yearly level. Every year they go up a little bit more, a little bit more, because less and less of them are allowed to be in private hands because they have to go. Most of them end up in collections, people who collect them now. Occasionally, when a collector liquidates stuff, there's stuff out there, and you get some stuff flooding onto the market. But there's a very limited amount of these things available to the general public. Because you got to realize, 86 was, let's see, what, 30-some-odd years ago, 40-some-odd years ago. So all these weapons that have ended up in collections are being hoarded there, and they're not being the market is not as open as it was. <clears throat> it's driving the prices up. So a gun that was three to $4,000 back in 86 is now bringing $30,000, dollars $50,000. So it's appreciated better than almost any other market product there was. But unfortunately, it keeps them out of the hands of most common people who don't want to spend a, a, the amount of a Lexus on a fully automatic weapon that's only worth a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, the fact that they're not worth any more except for the fact that the government created an artificial market for these that drove up the prices. So we'll have to see how that. I'd like to see that come around for review at some point. Also, the suppressor law, there was the, um, the Hearing Protection Act that was floating around for a while. And this, to me, made a lot more sense than anything that they've come up with in a while. This made it legal for a regular citizen to buy a suppressor or what's known as a silencer as long as you were capable of owning a pistol in that state or in the country, you would pass a background check to be able to purchase a suppressor. What would that do? Help protect your hearing. So all these people who have hearing damage from firing weapons would not have had this happen to them had they had the suppressors available to them. Now, in the history of the United States, I believe there have been there's been one legally owned suppressor that has ever been used in a crime since 1932, possibly two. <clears throat> well, 34, I'm sorry, 1934 is when they passed the 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 Firearms Act. So there's only been one or two cases of anybody using a legally owned suppressor in any kind of crime. Now that is a statistical anomaly. It might as well be zero because two out of, what is it, 34, not almost 90 years, 80 some odd years have two cases of that. It's ridiculously small. And there's no way to prove that suppressors are going to stop crime or help criminals commit crimes any better. They're not. It's just not going to happen. It's not there. But it will protect people's hearing when they're shooting. If they shoot for a, a lot of time or they shoot as a hobby and they, they'll be able to hear better with the suppressor going because they can hear commands from a range officer. You can hear when people are talking to you. It just makes it so much easier to deal with that if you have the suppressor available to you. Now, not all of them are going to be as protective. Like on a rifle cartridge, you're not going to get the same protection as you will with a subsonic pistol round. Subsonic pistol round is completely safe running a suppressor. If it's under a 1,000 feet per second, you don't even get the supersonic crack. So that would be a brilliant thing for them to do. And it was pending for a while, but now the political winds have shifted into the uh, the more restrictive, I guess, less free 
party, and they're going to restrict everything as much as they can. In fact, that's kind of why the ATF has gone after the pistol braces also, although they've been knocked down a couple times too, and there's been protections put in place for members of certain groups. If you have a pistol brace right now, if you're a member of certain groups who I, I think it's a firearms protection coalition, FPC, I think they're called, and a couple others have filed for stays on this restriction for the pistol braces. And if you're a member of one of these groups, you have coverage, you are protected from having to give these up or destroy them. Actually, the last law said you had to destroy the brace or the weapon if it couldn't be separated and taken apart. <clears throat> you couldn't just take it apart and let it still sit there. The actual part had to be destroyed with no compensation. So for something that was legal for 12 years and then all of a sudden they reverse decision on it and they want you to suck it up and lose something that you could have had for over a decade legally and then they change the policy and it changes the law. Now the ATF are not lawmakers. They are enforcers of policy. They are enforcers of laws. They cannot make laws. So the fact that they even tried to do this is probably unconstitutional, and it's going to be decided soon. Right now, there's a stay. People who are members of certain groups that filed lawsuits are protected for the moment. <clears throat> you should probably get online, see what these are, pay the 20 30 40 bucks a year to be protected under this particular group if you have any pistol braces, because if not, they are illegal as of now. They had a 120-day grace period where you could apply for a tax stamp at no cost. So it's normally a $200 tax stamp. You could have applied at no cost during this grace period of 120 days, which I think expired, let's see, went for four months. So January, February, March, April. By April, that, that was done with. You couldn't, as late April, early May, if you hadn't registered it as a short barrel rifle or as a pistol brace weapon at that point, then it was essentially illegal unless you were a member of one of these protected groups. <clears throat> And that seems like discrimination to me, the fact that you have to be a member of a certain group to have laws apply to you differently. What happened to equality under the law? Apparently, it no longer exists. But, of course, anybody who's looked at politicians lately who don't go to jail for doing the same thing that would put a regular law-abiding citizen under the jail, you know equality under the law is no longer a concept that we abide by in this country. We've been so divided up. Politicians have once again, after a couple hundred years, put themselves into a class above ordinary citizens. Their bodyguards have whatever weapons they want them to have without question. They don't have any magazine restrictions. They don't have any weapon restrictions because they work for a politician and they have special rights. While you and your family are restricted in what you can use to protect yourselves. So this is just one more example of non-equality under the law. But when it comes down to it, we're going to see what happens with this California case of the capacity, the high capacity magazines. They got, they got the micro stamping rule pulled, which was great. And now they're going to have to go to work on the ridiculous assault rifle restrictions that they have in California. I mean, some of them, there was a one point where you could not have a removable magazine. You had to open the top of the weapon, load it from the top or load it from the frame, and then put it back, close the gun back up to make it function. That was one way to avoid having a a detachable box magazine. Because they said you could have, I think, one or two features out of their list. And they had a pistol grip. They had a detachable box magazine. They had a flash suppressor. 
Um, there's a couple other things on there. I'd have to look it up again to be sure. But the fact that you couldn't have a box magazine and a pistol grip. So what they did is they made a ridiculous cover to go over your pistol grip to make it legal, which made it difficult to handle, difficult to hold and fire, and made it ridiculously unsafe. And they wonder why there are accidents with with so many of these weapons. They are modified to the fa- to the point where they are completely difficult to use, unsafe, and difficult to handle. But California would rather do that than allow people to have a pistol grip on a weapon. It's just, it's, unless it's a pistol. But anything in a rifle cannot have a pistol grip and a detachable box magazine. You're restricted in what you're allowed to have. And it's so ridiculous. But they believe that adding a piece of plastic vertically down is going to modify the weapon in such a way that it's going to become so much more deadly or so much more dangerous, which is complete bunk. So it's like saying putting racing stripes on your car makes it into a race car. It does not. Putting a pistol grip on a rifle does not make it into an assault weapon. Although, in California, it does. So we'll have to see. I mean, California's got so many ridiculous laws. My biggest thing is going to be, if this magazine restriction goes away, if Judge Benitez is successful and his final appeal holds and the magazine restriction goes away in California and they run out of appeals and that's it, it's the law, How many other states are going to jump in? How many other people in other states are going to jump and say, look, that was a federally decided case. It's unconstitutional. We live under these restrictive magazine rules. Also, these archaic magazine restrictions are in our state, too. It was ruled unconstitutional in a federal court. Now, every state that has magazine restrictions will be able to sue and hopefully win their case with precedent being set by the Ninth Circuit Judge Benitez in this particular case. And it's crazy because he said, he said flat out, the popular AR-15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment. That's what the judge wrote in his uh, ruling there. So it's, he thinks more people should have it. He goes, more people have died from the COVID-19 vaccine than mass shootings in California. <laughs> now, that's a controversial statement there for sure. It's probably true, but the fact that he realizes there's several hundred people a year in the whole country killed by assault rifles, several hundred, versus thousands of people who die from handguns in the country. And of all the handgun deaths in the country, approximately half of those are suicides. So innocent people are not being killed by other people wanting to commit crimes. People are being killed by themselves. And if they don't do it like that, they'll find another way. Someone who's determined to off themselves is not going to be stopped by a law. They're breaking the law by killing themselves in the first place. You think they're going to care if they do it with a uh, with an assault weapon or not? Or with a handgun versus, you know, something, pills or something like that? Especially since the southern border is completely open and they're bringing in fentanyl by the ton. It'd be really easy to get stuff to do to off yourself with that. But yet that the Biden administration has no problem with allowing millions and millions of people to cross the border, including drug dealers, people with dangerous diseases. And there's no covid screening on the border. They don't screen any of the immigrants for covid, even during the height of the of the covid pandemic. There was no screening of of people crossing the border. 
And from what I saw, the numbers are up at almost 20 million people crossed in the last three years. So it's just, it, we're, we're becoming, we're becoming a country where we have no borders. We're not sovereign anymore. We have no control over who's coming in, who's going out. Why do they even bother with immigration control when they're not using it? And of course, that's this, this country is just becoming lost to that. And uh, it's funny how they selectively enforce certain things again. There were guys in Kansas who Kansas passed a law, state law, saying you could have a suppressor if you wanted to, as long as it didn't leave the state. No interstate commerce, but you could use it in Kansas. The ATF came right down, found a couple of examples, prosecuted them. Granted, the end result was minimal, I think an $800 fine, when... It goes up to a $100,000 fine for such a crime if you're caught. But because the Kansas state law protected them, they had a limited amount of power of what they could do, but they're still prosecuting anyone who goes along with what the Kansas law says you're allowed to have. But yet immigration law, people can come into the country and the immigration law is ignored. Marijuana, you can smoke it in certain states, cities. The fact that it's a federally controlled substance, ignored. They're selectively prosecuting certain people who break certain laws, but not people who break other laws. And that's going to be a, it's going to become a big problem. There's going to become classes of people, again, some who don't get prosecuted, some who do, and we're going to end up right back where we were back in the mid, mid to late 1700s when we had to fight a war to free ourselves from the tyranny of a suppressive government. And the government's getting to that point now. They don't prosecute equality. They prosecute selectively. Anybody who's in a high position of government has a lot less likely chance of being prosecuted for a crime that would put an ordinary citizen under the jail while they get away with a little wrist slap. If any of us had committed the gun violations that Hunter Biden did, we'd be in prison right now. There'd be no question about it. He gets a slap on the wrist and gets to walk away. There you go. Selectively prosecuting. He doesn't have to deal with the same punishment as somebody who's not son of a president would have to deal with. Now, I understand certain government officials do need certain leeway in certain areas because they do deal with national security and they have to be able to have access to information that the standard citizens do not. But because he was, Hunter Biden was never in government, his daddy was in the government. And because his daddy's president, he's not going to be prosecuted for anything of any kind of note. But yet anybody else who did it would be buried under the jail. You'd be done for. That'd be it. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fines, prison time. It would all start stacking up. But not for the United States. We're becoming a land of the elitist versus the common man again. And... I wonder what's going to happen. Hopefully, there's still time to get to the ballot box. Actually, November is coming up. Now, granted, this is not an election year, but there will be an election day for a lot of a lot of areas. We'll have an election day that first Tuesday in November. Don't forget about the small elections. These are the ones where you actually have a lot more power. Your vote counts a lot more with less people voting. So look in November. See when your election day is. If you have anything that's on a ballot, any Anybody who's up for re-election or filling in a special election or whatever it is, go and vote. Vote for people who will defend your rights. Vote for people who will stand up for you. Otherwise, we're going to end up in the same boat we were in a couple hundred years ago, and we don't want to be there. Let's keep things equal under the law. Let's keep justice blind 
and let's keep things going in that general direction rather than backing it up the way we've been doing for the past 50 years. But we will see, we will see. It's all coming down to freedom. We have to see if we can get any of our freedoms back. Every law that gets passed is, seems like another restriction on what people are allowed to do. Even though the ten, the ten amendments, the first ten amendments in the Constitution clearly state, most of them start with, Congress shall make no law to, and then it follows with whatever restriction there is on the government. That's what the, that's what the Bill of Rights are. They're a restriction on the government. They're not giving you rights. They're protecting rights that you automatically have. They're not granting you rights. They're protecting the rights. So you have to stand up for them. You have to go out. You have to do the research. You have to figure out who is going to be the person who will stand up for you. Who will be there when you need them to vote on the side of freedom? Because if politicians had it their way, a lot of them would just vote for the most restrictive possible laws while giving themselves leeway in all those areas. Just like when the Obamas... um, Affordable Care Act came down, Obamacare. Congress, Senate, and all their staff were all exempt from having to be involved in this. If it's such a great thing, how can you exempt the government leaders from being part of this wonderful program that they were trying to implement among common citizens? It's just another elitist way of trying to make politicians I guess more valuable, more respected of a higher class than ordinary citizens. When all these people in government are supposed to be as representatives. They're not, they're not rulers. They're not there to rule over us. They're there to represent the people whose state, county, municipality, wherever they come from, they represent the people that live there. But unfortunately, a lot of people in America have got to the point where they put these politicians on a pedestal. They don't treat them as ordinary citizens, and they should be nothing more than ordinary citizens who are serving their country. You can respect what they do, but they should not have any more rights. They should not be given any special privileges over any other American citizen. And until we realize that, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. The politicians will gain more and more control, have more and more privileges, more and more rights granted to them that ordinary citizens do not have. So it might be time to get out there and do something about this. We'll have to see. I mean, by by all means, get out there and vote. Vote for people who are going to give you the freedom you need. Now, somebody was asking me the other day, Judge Benitez, what he's what his uh, deal was, so to speak, and uh, <clears throat> he is actually a Cuban immigrant, seventy years old. He was, I think, appointed by Bush to the Ninth Circuit Court. And the fact that he was a Cuban immigrant tells me a, a, a lot. Because in Cuba, he saw, he probably saw what happened when the government faltered, when communism took over. He saw how unarmed people were helpless in the face of a superior force in way of a, a hostile takeover in a government situation. He saw what happens when people can't defend themselves, can't defend their country, can't defend their rights. He saw what happened. And he knows the AR-15 is the most popular rifle in the United States, bar none. There have been more AR-15s sold than any other particular single weapon ever manufactured for sale in the United States. 
There are a lot of others that have high numbers, but because the AR-15 is so universal and it's manufactured, the same weapon is manufactured by so many different companies, that's what gives it its universal appeal. And the fact that most of the parts on a majority of AR-15s are interchangeable. Parts are readily available. Upgrades are readily available. It's, you know, someone mentioned, it's like a Barbie for men. You have to get this accessory, get that accessory, buy this outfit for it, buy another outfit for it. You buy four uh, extended handguards. You buy different pistol grips. You buy sights. You buy, um, you know, ergonomic advantages. You can buy accessories such as slings and cases and scopes and every other thing. They are one of the most accessorizable, if that's a word, probably not, but you, there are more accessories available for an AR-15 than almost any other single rifle sold in the United States today. I'd be willing to say that and stand by that. There's not another rifle manufactured in the States today that has the number of accessories, the number of modifications available, the number of magazines, sights, scopes, grips, muzzle brakes, butt stocks. All these things can be changed out to suit the user's preferences. And you can build them in a variety of different, I guess, uh, platforms. If you want something small and shorter and lighter, that's available. You want something built for longer range, that's available. And they also have a multitude of calibers that you can get the same platform chambered in. And most of these calibers can be modified by just changing the top end of your AR-15. You have your bottom end of your AR-15. It's a frame with a trigger device usually a buttstock of some sort, and a magazine well. That's the basic gun. That's the receiver. That's the part that's called the gun. Anything you put on top of that, and the fact of the matter is, these pieces go together by just laying them on top of each other, pushing two pins through, boom, you assemble it. You get different uppers. You can change the caliber of any AR-15 in about, in less than a minute. You push the two pins out, pull the top off, put a new top on, slide the pins back. That's it. It's that simple. One day I'll have to get in here and pull one apart so everyone can see how that how that works. But you can change from a 5.56 to a 6.5 to a 300 blackout to a 350 legend. There's a huge variety of cartridges available, 458s, 45, 450 Bushmasters. I mean, they go from a 22 all, all from a 22 caliber center fire all the way up to, to 45 to 50 caliber Beowulfs. So they have a huge variety of calibers available in almost every, in, on every single AR-15 frame platform. Now there's a few of them that require some modification, but those are pretty rare. Most of them are designed to function within the frame of the standard gun. So the variety is immense. Like I say, you can have them to hunt almost anything on North America. You could get an AR-15 that will be chambered in something to take care of it handily with no issues. From the 22 up to the 458s, it'll take down grizzly bears. Not a problem. So there you go. Now, I wouldn't use the 22 against a grizzly bear, but the 458, by all means. It's a huge bullet. Big G. It can take down, like say, uh, the grumbliest of grizzly bears. So an AR-15 is a great platform, and with the availability of changeable uppers, you can sight in an upper, pull it off, put it back on, and it still remains sighted in because the sight plane and whatever sight you have on it stays on the upper half of the weapon. So that's a good a good way to travel if you're a hunter and you want to carry a, 
variety of calibers with you, AR-15 is a perfect way to do it. It gives you a lot of variety and a lot of flexibility in what you're going to use it for. Now, granted, there are certain things that AR-15 can't do. Like, say, there's no shotgun conversion for it. So hunting birds with an AR-15, not going to be as readily available. That's not going to be something that's going to be practical in any way. They might make shot shells for the 223 or some of the bigger cartridges, but still not practical as far as a full-blown shotgun. Maybe for snakes or something, here, snake shot, you could probably do that. But the cartridges probably would not trigger the gas system to function properly. So you'd have that one issue. But overall, the weapon is extremely flexible and desirable in so many ways because it's relatively inexpensive. In fact, especially now, if you've been looking and watching gun prices, they are falling. They are coming down. I predict by Black Friday, prices will be close to where they were back before 2020 and the huge demand spiked during the riots of 2020. So be alert, be aware. If you're interested in purchasing one, start looking now. Sign up to get on manufacturers' websites or on distributors' websites when they put them up for sale. And there's hundreds of good places to sign up for email blasts from these people when stuff goes on sale. I believe I saw 223 ammo going for under $400 for a 1,000 rounds, which is, like I say, as cheap as it's been probably in three years. AR-15s can be had for around $500 now. If you really shop hard and buy it in pieces, you can probably do it for a little less than that. But still, it's available under $500 for the most popular rifle in America. So start taking a look around if you're interested. Start looking around. Christmas is coming. That's when the big sales happen. They're going to close down some of the inventory at the end of the year. As long as nothing catastrophic happens to affect the demand or affect the supply any, now would be a good time to look if you've ever wanted one. Now would be a good time to start shopping because the, the availability is there. The prices are low. The ammo is becoming much more accessible, not near as hard to get as it was just a couple short years ago. So now start looking. Take a look. Make the jump. <clears throat> Even Judge Benitez said it's, it is a, a rifle as popular as a Swiss Army knife. It's very capable. It's a perfect combination of home defense, home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment. It also can be used for target shooting. It can be used for practice, for long range shooting. There's nothing the AR-15 doesn't do to some extent other than the fact I mentioned a shotgun. That's the one place where it really falters perhaps. But you know what? It's a rifle. It's not meant to be a shotgun and it's not meant to be a pistol either. Although, there are a lot of AR-15s chambered in pistol cartridges also, and they make a great pistol caliber carbine as well. So if you don't have one, start looking if you're interested, because now the time is not going to get much better than it is now. We are about at the lowest point I've seen in several years, so start looking. at other gun prices too. Semi-automatic pistols are coming way down. Now I wonder if California opens up their, when they open up their, gun roster and more guns get put on that that may hit a little spike in the demand there and at that point we may end up you know may end up with prices spiking a little bit on certain particular handguns that were not available in California until just recently so pay attention 
start doing some shopping, get sign up on some manufacturers list to get the email blast when they come out with their Black Friday sales and happy hunting as far as shopping goes. Happy hunting for your AR-15. All right. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.